You're listening to Not Average Politics. Common Sense Politics. Follow on Twitter at NotAvPolitics. Audio on iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Now get ready to make internet talk radio great again, because it's time to talk about politics. Oh, and some other stuff. And we are back from the YouTube exclusive segment. If you're listening to this wonderful broadcast of the Not Average Politics um, podcast, then go ahead, go to our YouTube channel and check that out. Um, as you might have guessed, the dungeon is over. The 16th episode was the last episode, and this is the season premiere of the Not Average Politics podcast, which really it's not that much different. I've changed a couple of things about it. Um, not much, and it's basically just a rebrand. So for those of you who enjoy the dungeon, you will enjoy this podcast, I am sure. So, yep, we talked about Bill O'Reilly releasing the pictures of Obama in Muslim clothes in the YouTube exclusive segment, so you can go ahead and go check that out if you want to, unless you're watching this live, because I don't think it will be up, or I don't think you can go back that far. You can watch the video once the video's up. So, for our first segment here, we are going to be talking about banning people on the terrorist watch list from having guns. And I think we've talked about this a little bit more, but the issue has become more relevant, and now... I see more things wrong with it now that I've had more time to think about it, essentially. Um, Before, we were kind of saying that it's not okay just because you're taking away people's guns. It's a constitutional right, and you shouldn't be able to do that. Um, And also, there are just other issues with it constitutionally. One of the major ones, I think, is um, the fact that that would be taking away people's constitutional rights without due process. So that's in violation of their basic rights as a citizen of the United States. You have to be given due process to have your constitutional rights taken away. Just like with a felon. They lose the right to have a gun, but they do it after they're convicted of a crime. For the terrorist watch list, all the FBI has to do is say, yeah, you might be affiliated with a terrorist group, or even stuff that's based on less evidence than that, and they can throw you on that list. And given... If we can pass a ban on this, you would lose your right to own a gun, which I think is very wrong. So a solution to that is having a judge decide who goes on the watch list and actually having people have their day in court. But then that kind of defeats the purpose of the watch list because then the people know they're on the watch list because they're convicted and thrown on it. So, yeah, it's kind of a bad situation, and I think we should leave the watch list as it was where you're kind of on it, and the FBI and federal agencies watch you, but there are no other... uh, kind of punishments for being on it you know but another thing is some of the people that are on the watch list are not citizens of the united states so does the constitution apply to those who are enemies of the state like i don't know um a lot of people would say yes a lot of people would say no i don't really think that applies to buying guns because i don't think you can buy guns in the united states if you're not a u.s citizen because you have to get the background check not really sure on that. Um, I think we might have lost Austin again because his webcam is frozen. I don't know what is going on with him. But anyway, I'll just keep talking about this and we'll get Austin's opinion whenever we can get him back. Um, go ahead and try and get him back real quick. So yeah, basically 
Um, but yeah, this issue is riddled with all sorts of different constitutional issues and what's constitutional. Oh God, I love the internet. What's not? Your is your? Are you having internet problems or is it like? What? It's my internet. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll just try and get through. So, what are your ideas on the banning terrorist watch listers from having guns? Well, it's kind of like the classic, you know, leftist argument. It's like, if you say that, well, you know, you're letting terrorists have guns and you're killing innocent people because of it, because you're letting terrorists have guns because you don't want them, you want them to be able to buy guns because they're on the terrorist watch list when. In reality, anyone can get put on the terrorist watch list for probably any reason. Um, I could get put on it, even though I'm, you know, a member of the armed forces. Um, you know, like it, it's really not a concrete thing. And if if it was a concrete thing, then yeah, sure, maybe you ban them from being able to buy guns. But then then they know they're on the terrorist watch list, so they're gonna try everything they can to not you know, say terrorist stuff out loud and stuff like that. So it's it's a really tricky situation where there really isn't a great answer um, to the solution. I would like for our FBI to not do what they did with the Orlando shooter and basically allow that to happen. I would like for them to stop such acts like that before they would even start. So it doesn't really matter if they purchase a gun or not. Um, they won't be able to use it. Because um, yeah. in the end... Buying a gun doesn't hurt anyone. Um, it's actually pulling the trigger at someone is what hurts them. So it doesn't matter if you stop them from buying it as long as you can stop them from shooting it. That's I see that's a that's an even better solution than stopping them from buying it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't like the idea of banning terrorist watch listers. At first, I was kind of like, yeah, that sounds okay, you know. But then after you look at it, research it, you find out that it's really not that good of an idea because a lot of bad things can happen from it. You can break people's constitutional rights. People on the terrorist watch list will then know that they're on the watch list. And you really kind of want to keep that list a secret so they don't know they're being watched because then they're going to really watch what they do so that if they do want to commit an act of violence, they do it in a more surprising way, you know, because if they're on the yeah, Yeah. Like, I get it. I don't blame most Americans. When they, for most Americans, especially because growing up in the technology age where cell phones are pretty relevant at an early age, they they want things as soon as they can. So what they do is they usually they look at stuff at a first glance and they say, "Oh my God, that's how it is. That's how it has to be. Um, that's kind of how you know the Ferguson riots escalated. That's how most stuff like that escalates. Is they they look at it for that's how it is point blank." Um, and there's no other way that it, it's not like that. And, you know, that's why I think most of the leftist policies are getting pushed into Congress right now is because most Americans genuinely think it's a good idea. And it's not really their fault. They've just been, you know, kind of indoctrinated into this first glance kind of that's how it is, um, you know. Um, and so they see, well, banning terrorists, What's how is that not – a win-win for everyone um, when in reality it's not just terrorists that are on the terrorist watch list it's United States citizens who have the constitutional right to carry a gun with them there are um, news anchors that are on the terrorist watch list Nelson Mandela was on the terrorist watch list yeah so I mean like it's it's stuff like that and, and you know we've kind of 
well, I don't know, wasted our kids' uh, early life like that by, you know, this me-first kind of mentality, how it's like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's yeah. it's not really their fault, you know, and I don't really blame people who side with the left on most policies just because it's probably not their fault, you know? Yeah. If they would just put a little more research, I'm sure they wouldn't always 100% agree with the left. They might still generally lean left, but they not, might always uh, just go, oh, well, it's left, it's good. So that's Yeah, I mean, is. if you do research, you'll generally lean left also. Like, at least when it comes to, like, social issues and guns and stuff. Like, all the right-wing people, they're like, we need machine guns and stuff. That doesn't really make sense to me. So I kind of lean left on that issue. I don't want to allow people to have fully automatic weapons. Um, with social yeah, issues, I saw you, this, uh... you'll, if you do your research, you'll kind of realize that why wouldn't you want to give gays marriage? Like, I saw this uh, 4chan thread that was like, you have 15 seconds to prove why you don't have an AR-15 and European nations don't count if you don't have an excuse. And I'm just like, well, first off, I don't need it for home defense. My pistol will do just as well as an AR-15 It'll will. It'll do better. If anything, yeah, it'll do better. Try and aim through Second, a doorway with an AR-15. <laughs> hit the barrel secondly, on the doorway. Secondly, I just don't like the AR-15. It's just not appealing to me. No. Yeah, I'm not going to use it for hunting. I'm going to use my you hunting can't. rifle that I have. You can't in Missouri. I know. In our state. Yeah, and it's like, why would I want an AR-15? I mean, it's, I have like a 22 yeah. AR-15 that I do shooting with. I guess that counts. But I just like shooting that for fun. Um, yeah. There's no practical reason to have an AR-15 other than target practice. They don't kick that much, oh, so you yeah, don't get tired. Yeah, target practice, if you're a gun yeah. enthusiast, then yeah, that's fine. Just for me, it's just like, why would I want one? You can't argue the home defense method because there are better home defense weapons than an AR-15. You know, They need to make a shotgun that's like an AR-15, because like, on the 4th, I went out shooting shotguns, and like I shot 75 rounds, and my shoulder is like, still sore from that. So yeah. we need like a shotgun that doesn't kick, but still like has a nice spray pattern to hit the clay pigeons and stuff. But I just don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, that, the gun engineers nice. need to get on it. My arm sore. Yeah, Eric needs to design one. So yeah. yeah. So for to kind of wrap up this segment, I have the question on the document of how do you solve the gun problem in America? Because there is a gun problem violence you know domestic yeah, guns being used in domestic violence if you look at the, the last week yeah yeah i think it's pretty simple if you can stop people from shooting the guns before they do then there's your problem you know yeah. you can say well banning all guns will work but it won't it works in the european countries because there's it's hard to get guns in there where if you look at us like i've said just before we have that kind of you know third world country called mexico living below us where you can literally get anything across the border unless you do what donald trump suggests you know and tighten the border and then yeah maybe banning all guns works but even then there's still enough guns in america that it just does it doesn't help at all yeah um, it's not a problem with always gonna find guns guns yeah. it's a problem with people so yeah i would say about uh, and this is just my austin dixon statistics that i pulled from my head, I would say maybe what eighty percent of shootings are caused by people who have some sort of either they have a motive, like someone did something to them, or they have like something wrong with them. I don't Definitely. think people probably a high number. Yeah, no, I don't think. Yeah. I think you're talking like 
the others are like accidents, you know, hunting accidents and stuff like that. Well, not hunt, not as hunting accidents. I'm just talking about people who literally just go out and they kill someone just to kill them. Maybe they don't have a mental. Well, they probably do, but you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, what normal person's just like, hey, let's just go kill somebody. I don't know. Maybe, maybe people can do it. I don't know. They, like, <laughs> so I no. most of the stuff. Yeah, no, most like most of person. it. If you if you take out mental illness. I think a lot of it comes down to, like, domestic disputes between people. You know, they get in a fight. One of them finds a gun. Also, there are a lot of accidents, you know, with... There was that dog that, like, stepped on a gun and accidentally shot its owner. That's just poor gun ownership. We need s some better gun education. Yeah. Not r and really that, required gun education. That's what gun statistics do, which kind of irritates me. Yeah, we need to have, like, some public service announcement. You know, it's also in the gun statistics, like... Yeah. Stuff like that, you know, it's like... It's just ways for the left to push their agenda. Yeah, know? but we need some, like, public service up. announcements on, like, locking up your guns. You know, I keep a trigger lock on my gun whenever I'm not using it. Um, yeah, the army has this uh, policy where it's like, you know, check up on your battle buddy, make sure he's not suicidal and going to kill someone. So I feel like that is also, I think we, we also kind of give people cold shoulders a lot when they actually are hurting on the inside. You know, I think that needs to change. That could probably stop a few murders right there, just talking to someone. Yeah, we need better, like, counseling and mental health uh, centers in this country, and we also need just some good gun like I, I never see a public service announcement like on tv just like a little commercial slot that's like lock up your guns they could possibly kill somebody if somebody steps on it or whatever because like if your gun's laying on the ground yeah. and your dog steps on it and shoots you i'm sorry but that's your fault you didn't have your gun locked up and secured yeah like holy crap and then of course kids they might think it's a toy gun so you always keep a trigger lock on it and that's just to prevent them if in the rare chance that they do get the gun, they can't use it. But otherwise, it should be the actual gun fully itself locked up or at least put away somewhere where they won't find it. Yeah, so keep in mind, in this scenario, we're just talking about gun violence and not terrorist attacks. Terrorist attacks no. are a completely different thing. And so that's – so we're yeah. just talking about um, whether it be, I don't know, your police violence or uh, – just a simple domestic dispute or murder or homicide or whatever guns yeah. like that that stuff can usually be stopped if you know you're talked to you know at least um not all the times but it definitely can help yeah you probably stop someone from murdering someone just by speaking to them and talking them through their problem um as far as the cop violence that uh is happening that that's a, another issue i feel that we can yeah. separate that um, yeah, I feel like for another day. Yeah, uh, that that's a for example. Big issue. Just so you guys don't get this, uh, well, Austin just hates black people. Um, you know, normally I, I try to look for the facts. You know, when the the Ferguson shootings happened, I was like, hey, maybe maybe he was innocent, maybe not. I don't know. I'm gonna wait for the facts. And it turns out yeah. I was right with my gut instinct that you know Michael Brown uh, definitely was in the wrong here. And that I, I think officer Wilson, that's who the guy was. He definitely should have shot him because that guy could have killed him. Yeah. If you look definitely. at the size difference and charging at him. Now let's take a look at this Minnesota shooting. That's completely the cop's fault. Like, well, uh, as far uh, as we uh, know, I still don't think we have all the facts on know, it. But, so I'm not going to make, I'm not going to have a stance still, on it yet, but still, I'm just going with my gut on this. Yeah. My right gut now looking at it, my gut instinct after yeah, watching the video and stuff is that's totally the cop's fault. That's a problem with the cop. And yes, I do believe there are bad cops out there, but I do not believe what the black lives matter movement says that like all these cops are bad and racist. I don't think that's true. I think there are people out there who don't know how to interact with cops. You know, they 
get aggressive with cops, thinking, oh, this cop's not going to shoot me. They're afraid that if they do shoot me, they're going to get thrown in jail or whatever. And we need to support our cops better because with this movement, there are good cops out there who get into dangerous situations and have to make that hard decision. And we shouldn't punish them for it. Looking forward after this, uh, I can't say the guy's name, so I'm just going to say the Minnesota shooting. Um, Definitely maybe uh, make it harder to become a cop or maybe have like yearly checkups or whatever, because that guy clearly did not know what he was doing, just looking from the video and how he reacted afterwards, because he definitely knew he did something wrong. You could tell just how, how he was freaked out. Yeah. Um, so that stuff is definitely not who you want to who you want your cops to be. Um, so it may be harder to become a cop. Yeah, more rigorous training and stuff. Yeah, because that, that'll probably fix it, you know, and uh, definitely uh, a different mentality with dealing with cops. Uh, yeah. Well, I know you're going to say, oh, we can't do we can't do what they tell us to do because they're just going to shoot us anyways. I don't know. If you, just if you do what a cop tells you to do, then they're most likely not going to shoot you. In the Minnesota case, Unless, that was totally different. Case, that's an outlier. But the solution yeah, to not shame. getting shot by a cop is to do what they say. You know, you don't question the cop and why they're arresting you because they don't have a decision. If they think you committed a crime, they're going to arrest you, and then you defend yourself in court. You don't defend yourself to the cop. That's just not smart because that cop is just doing his job. Yeah, like the uh, the, the New Orleans shooting. I mean, so far from what I've seen, definitely cops in the right on this one. Um, yeah, just based on gut instinct, just, though. Just based on, the, based on what I'm seeing so far, definitely not a time has passed. To have all the information, uh, yeah. If you want my full opinion on most of this stuff, I think the the Gardner case is kind of eh. I'm still kind of eh, both kind of. I'm gonna go with that. Like I feel like he could definitely still lived. Yeah. You know. And then the Freddie Gray, I actually don't know enough about that, so I should probably do more research on that. But anyways, you know. It's my two cents on that issue. Just be nice to cops. I don't know. Yep, they're there to protect you. Hopefully you don't get a Minnesota case. if they're not Uh, there to protect you and they break the law trying to do something to you, that's why you have a conceal and carry. So you can defend yourself from that cop. The solution isn't to use legislation to defend ourselves from the police if the Black Lives Matter truly is in support of helping people. It's to arm people so that if a cop is acting out of turn and is abusing you and whatever, you can defend yourself. Because I think that would hold up in a court case, you know? The cop was literally beating the crap out of me and I thought I was going to die, so I shot him. He wasn't arresting me or anything. He was just beating... If police brutality is that bad, then that will hold up in court as self-defense. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and move on and talk about uh, Comey well, versus Congress. Right, getting, shot, getting shot four times is kind of overkill. You don't need to kill a yeah. person. Um, that's, yeah, but that's probably just out of fear. The dude was afraid for his life, and he kind of went crazy. I mean, I feel like even then, he's in a car. You can duck probably faster than he can pull out that pistol and shoot no, you. No, he's talking about the... Uh, Not I. The New Orleans shooting. Was it New Orleans? or no. Oh, I thought he was talking the about Louisiana the one, wherever it was. The guy, the guy in Minnesota no, 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 got no, shot no. four times. No, that guy got shot. I don't know how many times he got shot. I know the guy in Louisiana got shot four times on the ground. So, But anyway, 
we're going to go ahead and move on to Comey versus Congress right after this quick break. And we are back from that quick break, and we're going to be talking about the FBI director, James B. Comey, and he is going before, or he did go, I don't know why I said he is going, he did go before Congress last Thursday to explain his decision on why he did not recommend criminal charges against Hillary Clinton, because he had a big press conference and he basically said, yeah, she committed these, these crimes, but I'm not recommending that we press charges. And everybody was kind of like, what? You just said that she's guilty of perjury, gross negligence, and, like, two other things, but you're not recommending police charges? Like, what? So, basically, Congress is like, hold up, wait a minute, and come and see us, and we're going to question you, and they questioned him, and he basically restated everything he said there, said that he did not recommend charges because he didn't think any sane prosecutor would prosecute that case. Which I don't think any sane prosecutor would want to prosecute that case, but I definitely think a prosecutor needs to prosecute that case. I don't think it's the director of the FBI's job in this country, no matter where you stand on this issue, if you think that she's innocent or not, it's not his job to decide whether she's innocent. It's not anybody's job to decide whether she's innocent other than the court of law. So if you have even a shadow of a doubt, maybe, that she did commit a crime, possibly in the slightest, then you should prosecute it, and you should take it to court and let the court decide whether she did commit the crime or not. As the director of the FBI, you're a law enforcement person. You're not a judge. You don't sit on the jury. All you do is you bring people to the court to, be, to have the decision made whether they're guilty or innocent. You don't make that decision. So it's just fundamentally wrong and goes against what our justice system stands for, and I think there's a lot more to it. And I kind of want to see where this goes, but I just wanted to cover this in this podcast because I think this is going to be a reoccurring thing that we're going to talk about. Because I think there's a lot more to this, especially with Bill Clinton meeting the uh, U.S. Attorney General on the plane, who is Comey's boss. She is Lynch is Comey's boss. So that is really shady. They, Bill and Lynch said that they were just talking about grandkids and stuff on the plane. But I don't think you would ask the FBI to have no pictures, no recordings, you know, basically make it all blank so nobody knows what happened on the plane, if that's all you're talking about. So, yeah. I was just talking about birthday gifts, and they didn't want everyone to know. I mean, my prediction is, like, I actually think this is a possibility, a very slim possibility, and I really hope that it's the truth, because it would be actually hilarious, and it would, like, make my year is that Lynch and Bill Clinton are having an affair. I mean, the guy's like 90 years old, man. They don't want to have an affair with Bill Clinton, yeah. dude. Dude, he's Bill Clinton, though. Have you seen Bill Clinton, though? He's not the same strapping, you know, Bill Clinton from the 90s, man. This is this is like after 30 years of marriage. He's still Hillary going Bill. strong. They're not married. Nah, dude. They're only married yeah. on paper. <laughs> but have you seen how he looks, man? No. Dude, have you seen the way yeah. Lynch looks? I mean, she's not in the best shape 
ever. You know, she's usually uh, it's the woman. She's an older woman. It's the man's job to become you know more attractive in these scenarios. You know, and Bill's just not cutting it anymore. He needs to cut his losses. I really hope that that happens, but I don't think that's what is actually happening. I don't think they're having an affair. It'd be hilarious, though. I don't think, I don't think there's enough Viagra in the world to have Bill Clinton have an affair with <laughs> State, dude. Like that's just not gonna happen. So, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, right? We all know how I stand on this side. You can look at my car. I have the bumper sticker to prove it. Oh, I have mine on the back I of my tablet she, that I'm using right now. Uh, I, I think she person. should be she should be charged, right? Like it just makes yeah. sense. If I were to now granted I don't really wouldn't be in this position where I would have well, I mean maybe, but I don't know. Let's say it was just a normal civilian. And I did something wrong, you know, I would definitely get charged. I mean I, I feel like right now we're at the point where politicians might be able to get away with murder. Honestly. I think we've we've come to that point in time to where well, they actually are above the law. Well, they the Clintons have gotten away with murder. Yes, the Benghazi. That, no, no. Well, I guess multiple murders then, if you want to count the Benghazi thing. It was the plane crash yeah. thing. You know, the dude, like, spoke out, and then his plane crashed, and he died, and everybody's like, I don't know what happened. I, mean, I don't know either, man. I, anyways, the, you can do whatever you want as long as you're a politician, I feel. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, it's about time. However, you were telling me that this might be better for us because this means now she can't become president because she doesn't well, have top secret clearance. Well, well, if she... Um, if she becomes president, she could make an executive order to repeal her um, right, cause that's restriction gonna go on top well secret clearance. Right, because that's going to Yeah, definitely. Um, everyone um, want to vote for that. But, but it will restrict her campaign because in, in the U.S., our... Um, candidates for president are given top secret clearance so that they can be more informed on issues before the people know about them. So when the issue breaks, that candidate can instantly come up with their response, you know, because they've known about it since before the people knew about it. But if she gets that ban, then she won't have that. So that will give Donald Trump the edge if there are any major events or anything that happens that he'll need to talk about during the campaign. And he'll have the edge. He'll be more educated than her. So that would be throwing the campaign into Donald Trump's favor. It's not a huge boost, but it's some boost into Donald Trump's favor. And yeah, if she's elected president, she can just remove that. It'll look really bad, but she's elected president. She doesn't really care. So, and I don't really think her following would care, given that they still support her through the email thing. I think if she is elected president, she might be the first president to ever get kicked out. Yeah. I think so, because, you know, the other presidents, at least they were smart enough to um, resign, either quit, yeah, either quit or, no. I don't know, not get fully charged if you're Bill Clinton, um, Jackson, I don't know, more stuff. So those are the only three that have ever been charged. So I think she'll actually, cause she'll be stubborn enough to not quit, right? So yeah. they're actually going to have to boot her ass out. So fun to see. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting, and I definitely want to follow it, so we're going to try and, like, keep this segment going and keep you updated, because Lynch is actually going before Congress, or she already did, or something. I know it's, like, really soon. I don't know the exact date. Um, I can look it up real quick. Lynch. Congress. See if I can find it. 
I don't know if Bernie gets if she gets arrested. I still don't think Bernie gets spot at the DNC. Maybe. No, I think they'll throw in like freaking Biden or something. <laughs> That'll be terrible. Yeah. Bernie is just the DNC's workhorse, man. He yeah. gets the Democratic Party more people to sign up, and they don't actually like him. I hope that she doesn't get arrested or thrown away because, yeah, I don't want Bernie going up against Trump because then we definitely lose. And that's not good. And he's not going to do anything illegal, so he's not going to get impeached. So it's like we're just screwed for eight years because he's probably going to get it again unless he dies. Yep. I can't handle 16 years of this abomination, man. That's that's too much of my life gone away, man. Yeah. Lynch is going to appear on Tuesday, it looks like, if everything goes smoothly. So they're going to question her and be like, so why were you on the plane with Bill? <laughs> and yeah, they basically want to like rip all this apart and see what's going on on the inside. And I hope that Congress does. And again, we're going to keep you updated. So next week we'll be talking about Lynch versus Congress since that will have happened. But for now, I think we're going to go ahead and move on to our closing chill time and comments section, which I know what Bo's been very active in the comments section. He was our guest last week. Um, Oh gosh, let's see, where do we want to start with this? Um, let's start up at the top. Pokemon Go kills a beastie 100% more than Michelle Obama ever did. That's true, you're getting kids out with their phones to go play the game. You gotta walk around, find your Pokemon. So, or it's a good way to get kids active. I'm, I'm actually starting to believe this, this New World Order Pokemon Go meme that Filthy Frank started. I actually am actually, I'm gonna believe in that, man. I think it's just a way for pedophiles to get little kids yeah yeah you think it about is. it man you throw out that lure you know and the pokemon come in and they're like oh my god there's like a charmander over there and those 12 year olds are like i want to get that charmander and they go to the lure and it's just some old man take him in the, in the back and that's just some grounds for pedophilia right there <laughs> and have you noticed that like pokestops are like all churches you know it's like yeah. 20 years ago the churches condemned Pokemon, but now Pokemon come to the churches. It's like come full circle. Now, either Pokemon Go is some 666 Satan stuff that's come back to haunt <laughs> the, the churches. churches, or the churches have just accepted their mistakes and have embraced this new way to get kids to come to church. Yeah. Either way, there's some there's some now stuff happening right here. By now, I mean New World Order. Um, it's going to happen, man. This is some weird stuff. And the Mewtwo is being held at Area 2, Area 51. Um, is it? Confirm. Really? I don't know. Probably not. So know you got kids Mewtwo breaking is. into Area 51 to try and get Mewtwo. Uh, did there, have you seen those memes, though? Yeah, like, I have. There's, there's all those memes, dude. There's police officers that are like, please don't call. Like, why would they put a, a freaking police station as a gym or a pokey stop? That's just not, that's not cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Pokemon Go, as hilarious as it is and fun to play, should be age-restricted or something. Like, little kids don't need to be doing that, you know? Yeah, why not? They got to learn to defend from themselves, man. They can't just be no, walking no. around town, going down, catching Pokemon. Going down the Lamberts down there in the old senior home, 
bust no. out there. Are you insinuating that old people are generally pedophiles? You can't tell me there's a fat egg every once in a while out of those field trips. <laughs> you just don't know, man. <laughs> you okay. never know until you know. And then when Uncle Good Touch wow. gives you the touch and it's not good, you're on your own, man. So back to, right <laughs> back to the comments section. I also like this comment that Wetbo had. There are cops suffering all over um, with this black rights movement. Um, and he is saying that the cops are basically getting discriminated against more than the people who are fighting for the rights against the cops because of them fighting for the rights against the cops and wanting special treatment when it comes to police matters and stuff like that. So... I think that's an interesting point. Yeah, I do think the cops are... I don't know if they're suffering worse. I definitely think there's some racial stuff maybe going on in some police forces in very re remote places in the U.S., but I don't think it's, like, everywhere. I don't think we need massive, like, federal reform. Um, and, yeah, cops everywhere are suffering because of it. So, yeah, they actually are probably more, uh, more discriminated against than the blacks are, just because some people now see cops as the enemy. And they confront them as such in public places. So, yeah. Let's talk about El Chapo. El Chapo. I don't think we have time. We need to, like, cut this podcast. We got places to be, people to he see. He escaped. Again? He escaped. Yeah. Oh, wow. We'll talk about that next week. Remind me, Austin. Okay. He escaped? Yeah, he did. Yeah. But for well, now, we'll see you guys next week. Pokemon Go, New World Order. Special thanks to our contributors. Producer and host, Andrew. Writer and co-host, Eric. Co-writer and co-host, Austin. And also a special thank you for those of you watching on YouTube. <laughs>